as we say hi to open up our number three with our wonderful friend Mark Wolf, who is chairman of the Board of Trustees of the Jewish Federation of North America, of course, and the Board of Trustees of Yeshiva University, and involved in uh, informal and or informal ways in many, many amazing causes in the Jewish world. He's, of course, also owner of the Minnesota Vikings of the National Football League. And I say good morning. Thank you for having us here, and welcome to JM in the AM. Welcome, welcome to Eitzchayim. Great to see you, and uh, good to, to be with you. I appreciate that. Were, were you happy with the schedule? Can we improve on 7 and 9, or no comment? We, we can certainly <laughs> always improve, and that's the goal. And uh, thank God yesterday was a yontif. We had schedule release, and... We're all excited about the season ahead. Baruch Hashem, of course, we wish you the best of luck. As I always remind you, the Vikings are my favorite NFC team, and I've told you that many, many times. I am so impressed in all seriousness. I even took pictures, um, screenshots of it last night, thinking I'd, I'd quote it. I don't know if it's necessary to quote, but so impressed by your Shavuos message that you released during this, this very, very challenging week for our brothers and sisters in Israel um, it's not always, you know, sometimes people roll their eyes about how established Jewish organizations deal with, with issues of, um, of our spirituality, of our brotherhood and sisterhood with our brothers and sisters in the other part of the world. And, and I think the way you tied in our concern for our brothers and sisters and how active and vocal we need to be on their behalf with the holiday of Shavuos, a holiday of true Torah unity. I thought that was a beautiful message. Well, thank you. And, you know, that's, that's why I'm so passionate about communal work. And we do have to take care of each other. And I think uh, we're here in Eitz Chaim. It's also a place of community. Yep. And I have to give a shout out to Rabbi Klivenoff. <laughs> he is a great community builder, and uh, we're, we're big fans. So, but 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 more broadly, there's no question that's the message here. We're, our hearts and prayers are, of course, to our brothers and sisters and uh, in Eretz Israel, and and we're we're obviously watching the news every second and and praying for for better days ahead and peace. The American Jewish community is complicated. No one knows that better than you because you are essentially leading a group of people who come from a lot of different angles, both political angles and backgrounds, etc. It's very complicated. And and for those who think that it's easy for someone in your position to take strong positions on Israel, especially, frankly, when there's a war going on. It's not always that easy. People need to know that standing up for Israel, first of all, they need to not be discouraged. If they're standing up for Israel and realizing the pushback in the media and the pushback sometimes among our own people, that, that's natural. That happens, and that has to be dealt with. But they need to keep the pressure on and need to keep the enthusiasm up. Well, there's no question it's a complex landscape. Uh, I don't know how well you're listeners reversed on the most recent Pew study that's just yeah. re been released this week. We just had a webinar on it a couple days ago. Very complex community, uh, very complex issues we have to dis discuss and, and, and work through. The bottom line is we are a community. We have to, I call it a communal tent. The tent has flaps that are open. We have to be as welcoming as we can and try to create a center. I mean, the reality is this past year and a half, uh, the COVID pandemic, uh, any of those divisions really melted away to a large degree. We meet weekly, the National Federation system, with the Prisma Day School movement, with all the religious stream movements, uh, with the JCC movements. We have a coalition pandemic, and out of that has come a lot of cooperation, which I think has already resulted in great things, human services uh, uh, funding that's been been, been garnered because we know food insecurity and poverty is a real issue in the Jewish community. Right. There's so many issues to really to, to get at, but the best chance at success is to do it as a community. 
and the fact that you're telling me from your vantage point that in the last year that has only improved is, is heartwarming. I mean, I'm so glad to hear that. I call it a silver lining. Of right. course, tremendous suffering has gone on and the tr- uh, tremendous challenges both financially and personally for many, many families and people. And I think the only way, and unfortunately it takes emergencies uh, like what we're unfortunately seeing now in Israel right. to really bring us together. And uh, this the, the COVID crisis certainly has brought together all the national movements and, and, and organizations in the Jewish community in a way that I think is going to remain uh, to a large degree because it has to. Mark Wolf is with us. Uh, we're here at Congregation Eight Um There is always this impression that for decades Israel relied, even in a financial sense, on American Jewish leadership, federation, etc. It was no secret that UJA Federation raised a lot of money over the years to help our brethren. And now the impression is that that need is not as great, that thank God Israel finds itself in a different position financially when it comes to military security and things like that. Is there today, literally I'm referring to the last week, is there today a financial pressure on Federation vis-a-vis Israel, or that piece is not really a high-pressure one right now? Well, of course, you know, the need is now more of a two-way need. We need Israelis, and and the diaspora needs Israel, so there's a combination. Of course, it's important we symbolically as well as financially there is always a financial need of social service everywhere so we right away have launched funding if people want to have a reflex to 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 give right now uh the feder they should call their local federation and and give back so we've already initiated uh with the victims of terror fund and the israel trauma coalition we do a lot of great work that needs to be uh on the ground right away for people that are victimized by this uh by by these rockets and this terror so there is there is still that reflex in the jewish community to give back but uh, the broader question is we need each other so uh, as much as we give financially, we need each other spiritually. I think Israelis need to have a better understanding of diaspora jury. We're working a lot with the education ministry to make sure that young children in schools in Israel learn about the diaspora, learn about Jewish life right. in North America. That it exists outside Israel. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when, we, when we bring, you know, in, in other words, we, we bring ministers uh, from Knesset to America, and a lot of them it's their first exposure wow, there's a Jewish life. It's very different than what we have in Israel. So these are the eye-opening kind of experiences that we try to create to better understand each other. And I think technology is here to stay too. Right. Uh, Zooming and communities and schools uh, in Israel and in diaspora to, to learn better about who we are. Mark Wolf is with us. No one knows better than your family about the importance of Jewish education. I mean, in all seriousness, if you and I discussed your parents' greatest contribution to the Jewish world, you might say Jewish education is number one, frankly. Uh, is that a feeling you get when you're on those Zoom calls with other leaders around the country? Because, And the reason I bring this up, obviously, is we know how expensive Jewish education is. Often communities feel that Federation has an obligation, or at least the Federation community has an obligation to address that need going forward. What do you think? Well, I think in North America particularly, our Jewish the future really depends on having a strong Jewish education to make sure the next generations are educated about Jewish life. But I think it's also more broadly. I mean, education of all kinds make our society better, too. So, you know, when, when you see 11 percent uh, of Americans saying that the Jews caused the Holocaust, it really gives you pause. So even even with my hat uh, in the sports business, mm-hmm. you know, we take every year. Uh, our Viking players and people from Minnesota, we bring them, we have, a, we have a trip we do to the African-American Museum in Washington, and then we go to the Holocaust Museum. And then we have dialoguing about 
uh, conversation about intolerance and discrimination, and those are the things that we have to all fight. So, but, but, but getting back to your basic question, I'm personally very proud of, of my own family, but also all the great support our schools here in northern New Jersey and all over that we really need to support and make sure Jewish education is thriving. It's a big stress on families economically, and uh, we need to provide scholarship and make sure uh, that, that the continuity is there. The rabbis that uh, were at the pulpit when your parents were in synagogue decades ago, it, it was their mantra. Jewish education is the, is, is the key. Jewish education is the, the most important thing we need to focus on, and they've been proven right, of course. Well, the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> That's true. And I think the reality is there's a lot of change. It's a very turbulent time. You see social media. You see so many distractions, so many rabbit holes our young, young people can go into, and, and there are echo chambers out there you have to avoid. And I think uh, that's what we are as a people is we're people of the book, and we, we need to make sure young people, and, and not just people of the book, but also, and what, what's great about Eitz Chaim, and, and, and I think uh, in, a, in a lot of ways, is about education, but also we're also in a real world too, a recognition that we're in a, a world and a society we have to be part of. Life is not lived in a vacuum. That's correct. You know, you raised the point, and, and you really don't have to comment on this, because honestly, it may just be better if you don't, but... You raised the point, this came up in the car on the way here. There's a star of a team that, that I root for who posted yesterday Free Palestine and you know, took up the, the cause, so to speak. And, and we were discussing, Yoni and I, you know, what would the best response would be. And I think you're right, that dialogue, education, you know, sitting down and making someone understand that you know, there are people in this situation who are in, you know, in, a, in, a, in a really challenging and difficult time. And, and I think what you're saying in terms of just being educated and trying to educate others might be the best approach. Well, I mean, uh, the, 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 that's the truth. I mean, the fact is history repeats itself or it certainly has a, has, has a rhyme to it. Right. And it's because every new generation has to be educated. And people ask me all the time, well, what if a player came out with this or that? It's about sitting down, communicating. People are sometimes misguided or don't know all the facts and we have to better understand each other so um the the, the pers- and i i've also been opened in my eyes on the racial front for instance right. uh we had in minnesota the whole the george sure. floyd and that's been such a focus uh, on our team and our, our community there um that's something that opens your eyes to say you know what uh, we all have challenges in our community and we have to talk things through so yes it's very upsetting to see those kind of things right. a lot of you know we're you have to have a, an eye also on the social justice uh, community to make sure that on the Israel front that they understand what Israel's about and not to single out or discriminate Israel because it's Israel, but to, to treat it like it would treat any other nation in a proper way. Right. And uh, so there's some delegitimization that is singling us out, which in my mind is a form of anti-Semitism. Let's not uh, right. mince words about what it is, and we have to talk through things and explain who we are and where we're about as well. And Israel has a right to defend itself. It's a sovereign nation, and uh, people need security as well. Isn't it funny how the sports teams, and I'm sure, that well, maybe this wasn't a surprise to you when, when you went into the business, but you know who knew that if you're a leader of a sports team, you're going to be involved in local issues that are you know sometimes really incendiary issues? Well, it's a power pl- powerful platform. Mm-hmm. You're in the public domain, but with that comes a responsibility and also some some great challenges there's there's a there's a there's there's a cost in that sense that there's some very real difficult issues you have to work through and 
Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're very uh, proud of the platform and also to, tra- to take, if you will, Jewish values, but also you know, values generally of, of, of justice and, 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 and tolerance and using that platform to try to advance that in our small way in, in society. So there's a power to that, but there's a responsibility that comes with that. How long would it take me to drive from here to uh, the Viking Stadium? How long would that take? Would it take a while? It would take. It would be, be quite a road trip. It would take a while. I don't. I don't know your driving skills or your. <laughs> and final word about Eitzchayim, yeah. because you know I've had the pleasure of being here for a Shabbos, and you know that I had the pleasure of being as in one of the um, traditional and uh, and um, and beloved family dinners. And I say family because Eitzchayim is a family family Friday night dinners here. Uh, final word. You know why we're here today? We're here to really pay tribute to a great synagogue. What would you say about it? Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use talk about Eitzchayim via our head coach and, and quarterback, Rabbi Klebanoff. <laughs> he's uh, both? Maybe. What, what could now be a player coach? I didn't <laughs> he's realize a, that. He's player coach. <laughs> uh, and and I, I, I say that because, you know, when people wonder what does a congregational rabbi do, I don't think people realize uh, all the time all the things that go on. And he's been so so wonderful to my family personally. But especially the, the, during the initial days of the pandemic, it was really a very turbulent time for all of us, everybody, uh, yeah. no matter their circumstance. And he had those regular video messages and the regular conversations. And I can tell you, it was really a lifesaver for many of my friends, my, our community, and, and, and just the spirit that is needed to be upheld. And never mind what the, the synagogue does in the community. So... Very proud to be part of Eitz Chaim and very uh, honored to be uh, to, to, to be, be in Rabbi Klibanoff and, and the congregation's uh, world. It's a, it's a great community, and I'm not sure if we're looking to support it here today, but anyone who's on, on the phone that is part of Eitz Chaim, make sure keep supporting Eitz Chaim. Yeah, keep it going. It's a warm synagogue and a very, uh, a very committed synagogue to the growth of a Jewish community and the education of our Jewish children. Uh, Mark Wolf, I thank you. I hope we can continue our commitment that if the Jets play Minnesota in the Super Bowl, we will both be at the game, right? I need to rely on you. I can't get you to the game, but if the Jets play Minnesota, let's make a commitment that we're both at the game. Amen. There Amen. you go. All right. That's good enough for me. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for Mark having me. Mark Wolf is, of course, the chairman of the Board of Trustees of the Jewish Federation of North America and his uh, involvement in leadership roles in so many organizations is well known and I thank you for being here. Very proud as you heard of the uh, congregation Eitz Chaim and, the, um, and Rabbi Sam Klibanoff.